Welcome to Faith and Family, a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. And now from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Faith and Family. Thank you so much for joining us today as we continue our series, Ways to Strengthen Catholic Marriages. This is part four of episode 48 of the new Faith and Family. Just to prepare you a little bit, I'm going to be making a shocking claim in just a few minutes, so stay with me as we dig into ways to strengthen Catholic marriages. There's been a lot of talk, a lot of press coverage, a lot of articles written about the Family Synod, and at root of that are ways to strengthen Catholic marriages, Catholic families that we're all searching for, and I've been going through a list of concrete, practical, easy-to-implement ways to strengthen Catholic marriages. And today we come to another area, a very important area, for anyone interested in helping Catholic marriages, and that's in the area of finances, family finances. Listen to these two statistics. 40% of married Catholics report that the biggest challenge they face in their relationship is with finances. 40% of married Catholics. Here's another study, a 2009 study by the National Survey of Families and Household revealed that money disputes were the best predictors of divorce. So obviously, family finances is an area where couples need assistance. Now, what do you do about this? This is one of the biggest problems facing Catholic marriages, and it's one of the easiest problems to help. This is not going to be difficult. What I'm going to recommend are three different programs that can make dramatic and measurable benefits within Catholic marriages, my suggestion is that, and don't wait for, you know, the end of the world or some special letter from Rome, just implement two of the three I'm going to mention, two separate groups, and then survey the folks in your parish who go through these and ask them to evaluate the programs and see which one comes out with the stronger results. And from your informal study here, then you can just go with the one or keep offering the two according to what the folks in your parish prefer. But here are the three programs. Three programs that are ready today, they're right off the shelf, can be implemented, that will make a dramatic difference in what Catholic Married couples have identified as one of the chief problems in their homes. Okay, so what do you do? First of all, I'd like to recommend Phil Lenahan's Seven Steps to Becoming Financially Free. Phil is a very faithful Catholic, and he has this curriculum entitled Seven Steps to Becoming Financially Free. And you can find Phil, just Google Phil Lenahan 
or Google Veritas Financial Ministries, and you will find his program ready to go right now, today, not three years from now, today. Okay, a second one. If you listen to any of Fox Talk Radio, you've heard of Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey has what is called a Financial Peace University. I believe he has more than one million graduates, and that might even be an old number, but thousands and thousands of people have taken it and have made a dramatic difference in their homes. And if you ever listen to Dave's show when married couples call in and yell at the top of their lungs, we're debt-free, you can hear something is going on in those homes. The third one, probably you haven't heard about, but I just feel very deeply, I just need to mention it, and I'll explain why in a minute. But the third one is Crown Financial Ministries. It was founded many years ago by Larry Burkett. And in fact, Larry Burkett was a Christian teacher on how to handle money and how to avoid debt years before either Phil Lanahan or Dave Ramsey got a start. And I just would like to thank on the air Mr. Larry Burkett, who has now passed away. He died several years ago of cancer, but it's because of him I'm able to speak to you today. Because if it wasn't for his teaching that I encountered decades ago, there would be no Family Life Center, and I would not have the freedom to engage in this ministry because it was very difficult financially starting the Family Life Center. But if I had been burdened with debt, basically predicting that the future was going to be like the past, when I converted to Catholicism, I basically lost my income, my retirement fund, my health insurance policy, a few other things, my career, so to speak, my calling. And so it was a start over, which was very difficult. And I, I had no idea that was going to happen. But thanks to Larry Burkett and the no debt philosophy, I was able to start the Family Life Center. So I just needed to say that. Larry Burkett, you're hearing that. Um, thank you for what you taught me. His courses, although not as well known as Dave Ramsey or maybe Phil Lenahan's in Catholic circles, have been taught to um, millions, millions of people in over 80 nations around the world. So you have Phil Lenahan's Seven Steps to Becoming Financially Free, Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University, or Crown Financial Ministries. And you can just Google either of those three. My recommendation is that your parish, whoever's going to teach these, uh, basically there's facilitators, get with your priest, pick two, actually field test two entire programs, get the feedback from the people who go through it and see how it helps them, and then maybe either go with that single program or keep going with the two. Um, I think you, you're probably going to benefit from choosing either of these or any two of the three. And you will find if you do this, it will result in more stable and happy marriages, because remember, 40% of Catholic married couples saying this is what's making them unhappy, and this can be turned around. This is one of the most difficult challenges facing Catholic families and one of the easiest to turn around. So you're going to have happier marriages. 
you're going to find a radical debt reduction in Catholic households. You'll have far less marital arguments over money, and you're going to see significant increases in charitable giving because that's the result of all three of these programs. So it should be a pretty easy sell to your priest because this is the result of doing this. Now, I am going to recommend a winning combination. Uh, I'm not a chemist, but um, my only interest in chemistry growing up was making things that blew up. And I heard that if you put nitrogen and glycerin, nitroglycerin together, you have Big Bang. Okay, well, this is the real dynamic duo combination that if you put two things together will result in an immense change in marriages. And both things are relatively easy to present and deliver to couples. Now, what I'm going to be talking about in combining and try to keep this real close in your mind is that in episode 46, I mentioned PREP, P-R-E-P, communication training. It is by far the best marital communication training in the world. Contact us at dads.org or familylifecenter.net and request a copy of episode 46 where I described PREP. But what I am advocating is that in your parish or your diocesan family life ministry, you self-consciously combine PREP communication with one of these three financial programs. Because guess what the other one is that caused so many problems in Catholic marriages and non-Catholic marriages? It's communication and financial squabbles. And if you have the one-two punch, in other words, self-consciously combine these two programs that are all prepared for you, you get somebody to become or a couple to become facilitators. They get trained, all the PowerPoint slides, all the handouts, even the promotional literature is already done for you. Now, I just have to mention this because, well, I'll tell you why in a minute, because I'm going to come up to my shocking statement. But I just came across this on a U.S. government website, and it mentioned that married army couples were assigned, I don't know if this was voluntary or not, but they were assigned to prep communication classes delivered by army chaplains, or they were directed to a no treatment control group. One year after the prep training was done, those army couples who had received prep training had one third the divorce rate of the control group one-third. Now, for those of you who were with me in episode 46 when I discussed PrEP, I mentioned that the real rub in marriage comes at seven years. That's actually at 7.1 years. If you want the epicenter of the marital divorce earthquakes, it's at 7.1 years. And so what the church, Catholic Church in Germany, along with the government, co-financed a study of PrEP and put couples through PrEP, 
And then other couples were surveyed who had no premarital training, along with those who had pre-cana and all kinds of other counseling. But those couples without prep after five years, see, they were coming up on, ooh, the, uh, the romantic notions of what marriage is like are kind of wearing off, and now the struggles and really working through these things are beginning to surface, and we're 2.1 years away from the epicenter of divorce, and they found out that the couples without the prep training had a 500% greater divorce rate at that five-year mark. Now, there's a very interesting thing. There is a book entitled, You Paid How Much for That? Uh, I'm sure if you go to Amazon and check out You Paid How Much for That, it's not going to sound like that. They're not going to have any uh, audio sync to that. But you know what that book's about? Prep communication techniques applied to finances. Now, what if a parish or a diocesan family life ministry offered prep to all pre-Cana couples and regularly offered by regularly at least once a year, if not twice a year, because a lot of times there's something that comes up in a marriage that's having trouble that just, it's kind of like a volcano goes off and it's a crisis experience. So if you have these regular prep classes, it's a great time to get people in that maybe otherwise wouldn't. So you have prep ongoing, and then you have ongoing one of the three financial classes I talked about. And in one of the financial classes, you have the prep facilitators come in and give them just a a quick rundown on what prep is and how it can be applied, an example, and demonstrate how it could be applied to, say, a money argument, how you use prep in that. Likewise, those who are teaching prep can have the financial facilitator come in and say, you know, we have this class as well. And communication and finances seem to be the biggies that are disrupting marriages. And we've got a way to just make you happier, really, (laughs) because when the finances aren't in order, you're not happy, your marriage isn't happy, and basically recruit from one program to the other. But what we're looking for here is a synergy between finances and communication, prep, and one of the other three communication programs. Now, I'm going to go way out in the limb here. I mean, way out in the limb, but I don't think I'm on a limb at all. But I promised you a shocking statement, okay? And here it is. Let me just back up a second. I've read a lot of articles on the Family Synod, and everybody's writing articles on what the Family Synod should do and what the Synod fathers should do and not do, and just... And I'm a compulsive reader. I mean, I went out to lunch today, so while my lunch was being fixed, I could read, and I read while I eat. So I was reading all these articles, and it came to me. By immediately taking two off-the-shelf, ready-to-use programs, the two being one of those being prep communication, the second being one of the financial programs, they're ready today, 
absolutely ready to use, and you implement them now, it will do more for saving Catholic marriages than all of the final results of the family synod when they come in in 2015 or 2016. How do I know that? Well, <laughs> I am holding in my hand the results of a family synod. Uh, actually, it was a synod of bishops, of which a substantial part of the meeting held between September 26th and October 25th of 1980 took place, and the bishops were very concerned with family life, and they asked St. John Paul II to put something together, and he did. It was called The Role of the Christian Family in the Modern World. So the Synod of Bishops in 1980 resulted in the role of the Christian family in the modern world, which St. John Paul II issued on November 22, 1981. I just have to mention, thank you, John Paul II, because it was because of this apostolic exhortation which made me a Catholic. This was it. It was reading this. This was so good. <sighs> now, that was a long exhale there because, you know, I was, I was a pretty much a numbskull regarding Catholicism before I became a Catholic. Um, I was an anti-Catholic. As a Protestant youth pastor and pastor, I led people out of the Catholic Church. I'm not proud of that, but I, I just need to mention, but that there was something in here so strong, so powerful, and so overwhelming because I knew marriage in the modern world was in crisis. I looked everywhere except Catholic Church for answers to it. I wasn't finding it. And on reading this, I was just left stunned. And it was so strong and, and winsome and, and balanced and in, in line with the tradition of the church that I became a Catholic. Not only that, I've devoted the last 20 years of my life to try to implement this. But, you know, I, a very, very deep frustration is that although the Synod of Bishops in 1980 and St. John Paul II's The Role of the Christian World in 1981, this has been a third of a century, folks, and it's not implemented. You know, I've gone around the world and particularly all around North America. This is not yet implemented. A third of a century later. And marriage in North America and around the world and in Europe, particularly in North America, is in major crisis. We don't have another third of the century. It's going to be over by then. We haven't even implemented the 1980 Synod of Bishops yet. So what I am saying, we need something that can be implemented today. 
You can get a winsome couple, and please listen to how you choose a couple. It's not the first to volunteer. You particularly need a manly man as part of the couple, but you need facilitators for prep, and you need facilitators in one of the three marriage programs. Self-consciously pull these together, and I'm saying it will outpull the family synod because if the family synod is anything like the synod in 1980, (laughs) it'll take too long to implement. We're facing a crisis. And on top of that, if the family synod going on now happens to take any of some of the highly questionable recommendations of a particular German cardinal, it will never even match what's already there written by St. John Paul II. So if you want a winning plan today, not waiting till 2015 or 2016 and reading a lot of news articles about this and that, you want to get going today, get prep communication, get a financial program, and if you want to top it off with a three-way perfect winning pitch, get the role of the Christian family in a modern world by St. John Paul II. It's the same questions that the current family synod is wrestling with. It's knocked out. Implement it. Follow it. Prioritize your parish budget and your ministry resources to implement this, and you'll be off and running. Okay, in a minute I'll get worked up about this, but, um, you know, there's there's a— There's a real need to implement, and all I'm saying is you take two or three things, prep, finances, St. John Paul II. It's all done. It's all there. It's all downloadable. It's all easy to implement, practical, measurable results. Do it. Just do it. You don't need to wait two years. Just do it. Now, here's something else, another way to strengthen Catholic marriages, and something that is reaching crisis proportions, and I'm speaking particularly of the need and needs of young married couples. Since half of all divorces take place by the seventh year of marriage, doesn't it make lots of sense to focus marriage and family efforts towards young couples if we want to effectively prevent divorce? So this means there has to be a conscious plan beyond pre-Cana. Now, let's see. Let me see if I can find something here. Oh, here's something. Wouldn't you believe it? It's by St. John Paul II, found in The Role of the Christian Family in the Modern World, section 69. Timely, timely advice. He says, after basically stating that all families need help and training, he said, quote, this holds true especially for young families, which are more vulnerable, especially in the first years of marriage to possible difficulties, such as those created by adaptation to life together or by the birth of children, unquote. The role of the Christian family in the modern world, section 69. Now, let me tell you something that I have 
observed, and it's very noticeable over the last dozen years. In fact, I've asked some fatherhood and family conferences to actually make graphs and pie charts for me based on the demographics of attendance at Catholic marriage and family seminars. I've noticed a very distinct age creep at Catholic fatherhood and family conferences in that grandparent attendees far outnumber young parents. And, you know, (laughs) by the time you're a grandparent, you know, the concrete's kind of dry in the spiritual and intellectual formation of your children. Okay, They're grown and having their own children. Young families are a particular need, while at the same time, marriage and family conferences are kind of seem to be getting older and older. Now, obviously, you can have younger speakers, but sometimes the wisdom of older speaker helps too. But why does your MC or your moderator have to be 70-year-old, a 70-year-old? Why can't he be a 30-year-old or a 35-year-old? You understand what I'm saying? Giving the young people a face in the conference and the conference posters and the recruitments and such like that. So this is something that would need to be very consciously done. And in fact, I think there's an urgent need for conferences, marriage and family conferences, fatherhood conferences, retreats, and such that would focus on the needs of young mothers and young fathers and young families. Uh, This would be a very strategic allocation of resources. And even having financial classes just for young parents, having prep communication classes just for young parents, they'll think, whoa, whoa, this isn't just for my parents, my older parents, but it's for us. Uh, This is really valuable. I know one of my daughters very enthusiastically told me about a retreat for young Catholic mothers. They decided to try such a thing. The conference organizers didn't even know if the thing would fly. You know how long it took for the registrations to fill up? Six hours. And women, young mothers, flew from all over the country to get to this conference for young mothers. So there's a little pent-up demand there to do just what John Paul II said as a result of the 1980 Vatican Synod of Bishops and described in the role of the Christian family in the modern world. It's my heartfelt call to action not to wait two years. The Catholic marriage rate is actually plunging like the stock market did in October 29th of 1929. When it's in a plunge, you don't want to sit on your hands. You want to take action that's going to make measurable differences. You've been listening to Faith and Family. I'm your host, Steve Wood. Until next time, visit us on the web at dads.org or familylifecenter.net. Faith and Family is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at familylifecenter.net. To order a CD copy of today's broadcast, order online at www.familylifecenter.net.